<laughs> All right. Of course, of course, of course. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is your host, Finest Lorenzo Stripling the Fourth. And today's episode is Fitness, Sports, and Lifestyle, Episode Two Recruiting and Student Athlete Development. I would like to introduce y'all to my guest speakers, Mr. Anthony Hines and Kevin Pendleton. Yo, 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 yo. That was good. All right. So, first off, we're going to start off basically tell everybody kind of like your intro, where you're from, how you got to where you are, what do you do now, and then we'll go from there. Kev, you want to start? Sure. Sure. No problem. Uh, Kevin Pendleton. Uh, I'm a, a recruiting analyst at University of Missouri. Uh, I'm from, like I said, Kansas City, Missouri, and I played ball at, at the University of Missouri uh, from 2014 to 2018, where I'm at Finest and Anthony. We call him Yee, as uh, we lovingly call him. So, if y'all hear Yee, that's who we're talking about. But, uh, but yeah, man, so I've been a lifelong football fan, and enjoy football and when, whenever the next level didn't work out uh, I knew that I had another call to eventually get into coaching and you know recruiting is the path I, I chose to start out with and uh, yeah it's been a blessing so far I've been in it for a year a little over a year now so going on year two and uh, having a good time so yeah 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 I see you chose to use my government name Yee. Yeah. <laughs> chill chill uh, <laughs> Anthony Hines from San Francisco California I, too, went to um, Mizzou, played football there from 15 to 18. Um, Juco cap, so shout out to all the Juco products out there. Um, And now I'm assistant director of student athlete development down here in Clemson, South Carolina, where I look mainly over community service and our student athlete advisory committee program. So that's me. All right, that's what's up. That's what's up. So. With going off of that, what's y'all's what's y'all's end game? Like, where do where do y'all want to be in like mm-hmm. like ten years? Maybe yeah, like down the road. Ten years. Uh, the end game. Like, what's the ideal goal? So, and 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 the like end career. goal is probably yeah. uh, you know offensive coordinator, potential head coach at a high level. Um, you know, I gotta, I gotta feel my way out. Everybody can say they want to be a head coach until you start learning all the responsibilities and and demands of that job. And it's a, it's a different role than just being a coach. You know, so I kind of want to feel my, feel my way out, um, and kind of get and you know acclimated with everything. But in ten years, I definitely, I definitely want to be a, um, an offensive line coach. Um, if not power five, group of five. Um, and I know that, you know, that'd be, I mean, I'd be thirty four, thirty five. Um, so it's a it's a lofty goal, but it's one that I feel like is very reasonable. You know, I'm, I'm 24 and in the SEC as a recruiting analyst already. Um, you know, give me a couple of years, might be able to shake into a position coach, something like that. Um, and so just start that start that climb. And you know, I've I've been fortunate. You know, it sucks, but I've I've been through now two coaching changes: one as a player, uh, one as a coach. So. You know, with that, I have a lot of connections, and I feel like uh, people I can rely on and stuff like that. And that's that's a that's the name of the game in coaching, at, especially at this level. You know, it's who you know a lot of times. You definitely got to work your work your ass off, but you know, if you know the right people, you'll you'll be fine. So, definitely, definitely, hopefully, hopefully, be a off the line coach in the next ten years, but eventually a, a coordinator at a high level. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Good question. I'm gonna hit my ten year, and then I'm gonna hit the end goal. Um, 10 year, I, I see myself still maybe in 
student athlete development, maybe more in administration with being uh, a senior admin or something in that realm. And to um, end game, it's funny how Kev said, you know, everybody want to be a head coach until you see uh, what a head coach does. Uh, I thought I wanted to be an AD one day. But then I see what an AD go through. I'm like, nah, <laughs> not for me, not for Man. me, fam. I, I, I'll help, I'll help out. But being that whole athletic director, yeah, I don't see myself being that. So saying that, um, or with that being said, I see myself whether it's staying in college athletics, um, or staying on the role of a team somewhere, right? Being maybe I'm student athlete development with. Um, a whole athletics or a student athlete development with a specific team, whether that's with football, whether that's with basketball, any type of sport. But I also have in mind where maybe my end goal is creating this type of business or being a part of a business where it's helping post, uh, post-grad student athletes adjust to the world. Cause you know how us, we've seen those people that took advantage and that did not take advantage during our time as a student athlete. And it's basically so, one of those things that you could bounce back on when it comes to like learning skills and networking. That's for sure. And, and I mean, to, to uh, pivot off of that, you know, that us as athletes, when we were athletes, there's so many things that we don't see like behind the scenes. Oh yeah. The operations that we have no idea and not even just like the logistics and operations, but, but like, things that could be catastrophic things or like ideas and rules or, or just just stuff that's going on, the politics behind the stuff. Coaches do everything they can to just allow the athletes to focus on ball and school. And like, you know, that's that's one cool thing with, with Yee, him him being in development. There's there's other things that guys can get, you know, involved with and, and better themselves with. But coaches and some of us you know, we think coaches didn't tell us enough about these opportunities and stuff like that. But then there's there's they're so worried about just allowing the guys to to focus on what needs to be focused on. So just just being on this other side now, especially at where I play that, you know, because now I know the people that they're talking about. You feel me? So it's just it's so much that athletes have no idea what's going on that that once you get on that side, then you see what a head coach has to deal with, see what an AD got to deal with that you start thinking like, well, do I really want to do that? Um, it's real stuff. Oh, for sure. So, uh, so what was speaking on, uh, on the other side, what, what is like, so I guess on the outside looking in, you have your experience on being the high school athlete being recruited. And then you also have your perspective on being on the other side of that. Like, uh, I guess question is like what's the dip like what's the biggest difference what was your experience being recruited and then like what's what's it like on the other side how you know how much one how much goes into it so how much thought and how um detailed it is um the you know why we're why we're recruiting this guy over this guy why we're doing this because everybody sees the kid as somebody slept on and all this stuff but you know, we literally we watch we watch everybody's tape. Like it's not like it's not like you know we just choose not to recruit people. Um, there's so much that goes into it. You know, if there's a kid in Missouri that's a talented kid, you know, so let's say a linebacker, six two linebacker, two thirty, you know, good agility stuff like that. And then there's a kid out in California with the same 
and Tate. Uh, he might be going against a little better competition. Um, but if those are similar, we're going to go for the kid in the backyard, you know, and that's, and there's different, and that's just one example of like a, just a, a simple rule, you know, you protect your backyard, whatever, whatever school you're at. Um, but that's something that kids don't understand. You know, they just see other someone else getting an offer, um, something like that, and they might have better stats or something like that. And they're not getting the offers that the other kid is getting. Well, it's, there's so many things that can go into, you know, connections. If if one of our position coaches knows your head coach and has a good relationship, um, like there's coaches on our staff that, that have high school coaches that played for them. And so they automatically trust what they're going to say. You know, they understand, right. they understand each other. Like those type of connections will, will get that kid look, looked at before the other kid and stuff like that. That just goes into it. Um, and as a recruit, you know, I, I didn't, I was a kid that, um, you know, I got pissed off at a school because they lied to me, quote unquote. Um, and then in my heart, I felt like they lied. And like, because they said, you know, you're the next offensive line we're going to offer. And then I saw six other guys get offered. And, you know, that was the tipping point. You know, I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Mizzou. And they, they never said nothing like that. Um, and that's how small of a detail it can be from winning a kid and losing a kid. And so we do everything we can to, to make sure that we're honest with get guys, we're straight with them, and we're up front. But then there's always – you always got to keep guys hot, you know, because if something falls apart, you got to have a backup plan. So there's just so much that goes into it that kids don't realize. And they probably never will realize. Like, if I didn't get into recruiting, um, there's no way I'd have, I'd have even understood that stuff. So it's it's actually been a blessing to disguise that I started in recruiting before I got into coaching because it's a whole other world that people just don't know the details about. They just see the five stars or four stars or three stars and – they think it's all peaches and cream, but there's so much in, that goes into it. Sheesh. Okay, it's with really the insight. Up. With the insight. <laughs> and so that kind of leads me to ye. What what um so what were the deep so you said you took the, the JUCO route, right? Yeah. So did so you went from high school straight to JUCO? Yes, I went. Or did high- you go ahead? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I went high school straight to JUCO. Um, so, I'm going to shout out my JUCO, College of San Mateo. You can actually see it on Last Chance U. We whooped them boys, Laney. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but uh, I went to that ju- junior college. And um, at first, it's crazy because I wasn't even going to go um, play football anywhere. But my high school coach, he said, hey, I want you to check out the school. This is a JUCO I used to play at. And I went over there, ended up playing there. So I wasn't ready to play at uh, a D1 level yet. But going to that junior college, it prepared me. Um, and, you know, high school, I didn't I didn't see any letters or anything like that. Didn't get recruited by anybody. So I, was, I was like, you know what, I'm just move on. But JUCO, I've seen, like, you truly see guys go places. Our um, defense, all all 11 players went D1. So I'm like, okay, Sheesh. as long as I, as long as long as I learned under these guys, learned under my coaches, you know, build into the program, I could I could put myself in a good position, and that's what it's all about. Like, you can't really focus on you know what's coming towards you or nothing like that. You just gotta make yourself be in the best position you can to take advantage of the opportunity you're in. So I ended up gray shirting, and um, it's basically red shirting, and a lot of people will be discouraged when they red shirt. But I took advantage of all of that that I learned. I just continued to learn, continued to grow, 
and everything. And that next year I started and I balled out. And usually you typically you play two years, at least, or not at least, two years in JUCO, but only play one. And that's when I ended up getting that scholarship to Missouri. And so would you say – so that that recruiting to from JUCO to Missouri, how how was that? Since I know you said you did get recruited at a high school, um, but is do you know based on like what you've heard or any other experience, is it pretty similar or is it a little different? Because you know you come in as a transfer and not necessarily like a a true at a high school recruit. Yeah, for for me, since you know. It's different because I so my situation is not the same, but with other situations or other guys' situations, I've seen it right. So in for JUCO, if you don't look like you're ready to play now, you most likely not gonna get recruited from that particular school. Um, but in high school, they could say, okay, he might not be able to play now, but we got four years with him. In JUCO, you only got you got three to two years to make it on that field. So, you know, is you don't get as much unless you're a top tier guy. Right. And um especially with JUCOs, you you know, you might deem to get more smaller schools, but unless you're that top tier guy, you're going to get your you're going to get your offers. But you're not it's not going to be as fluid as high school because high school they got they got some flexibility to develop you. For JUCO, when they're recruiting JUCO guys, they're looking for guys that could start right now. Yeah. That makes that makes sense. Interesting. So now switching to like the student athlete development. So, you know, we talked about recruiting. Uh you get there. And so for people that don't know or, you know, have never been a student athlete, like what does it mean for student athlete development? Yes, that's a great question. So student athlete development. It's basically the department that tries to prepare student athletes for life after their career. Um, and whether that your career, your sport career in at college or your sport career ends um, in, after professionally playing. So we there's three main stages we look after community service and outreach, leadership development and career development. We also have personal development and we look into the affinity groups and create a group where people you know may identify as something and want to talk it within the group you know what's been hot today right um student athletes of color right we have a we have a group for them we have a group for international students we have a woman empowerment group we have a men of culture group and we have a group for the lgbtq plus group and you know, we have those groups, so we attend to those people. And there might be experiences that they have that the majority don't feel. So we have – that's the point of those groups. But going to the other points where career development, we, we try to make sure that you you build yourself as a professional, right? We go over tools of how to network. We go over tools of how to create your resume. We, we provide internship opportunities. And you you two know how hard it is to have an internship while being a student athlete. You know, most people feel like oh, yeah. they don't have time to do an internship just because of how the demands are of being a student athlete. But we help create ways to find flexibility within student athletes' roles. And down here at Clemson, we've been doing a good job of, 
you know, we it's funny because we're actually doing our inter interviews now for that, and we got fifty people that applied to have an internship. So that's just um, amazing for us to see, and you know, I'm looking forward to what's happening next. But basically, we want to help you build out your resume. We want to help you um, be in situations so when you are done playing your sport and you're looking for a job, you're not lost. This is something, this is another tool that you have and that you created. Um, and then with a leadership program as well, you know, Finest Kev, you've both been in Tiger Leadership. Um, yeah. So we have something similar to that. So we, we want to help create that leadership style, like your leadership style. Not everybody's leadership style is the same, but we want to help maximize your qualities as a leader. So we have a three-year program with that. And lastly, with community service, as much as the community supports you, we want you to go out in the community and remind you, like, there's people that look up to you and you have a platform. You, you, you can make an impact. So, you know, share within the community, especially um, when we was at Mizzou, right? We went to the local elementary school. And that was one of the most of the times where I felt like I wasn't a student athlete because that's when I was just having fun with the kids and building that relationship. So we, we create many opportunities and basically life skills and things to prepare you after your career. Shout out West Boulevard, man. Shout out West Boulevard. Miss Deacons. Miss Deacons was good. Miss <laughs> Turner. I don't <laughs> Miss Turner, <laughs> I went to a different elementary school. I don't even remember the name of it, but uh, <laughs> me and Nelly went. But uh, yeah, it's it's crazy how uh, you know we hear stories of like a bunch of you know the seniors, like the older guys. When you first get there, you hear stories about you know they're done. They, the league didn't really work out for them. You're kind of like, what are they doing now? You know, they didn't use the resources that you know, they had at wherever they were, especially for us at Missouri. And they're the kind of just, you know, in the wind, just, you know, still just not really doing nothing. And that's one of the biggest fears I had was getting done with college, just being like, okay, what do I do now? And just kind of, you know, twiddle my thumbs and just like watch life pass me by. And that's what really got me, you know, going to TLI and uh, uh, becoming a part of SAFE and stuff like that, just because I wanted to take advantage of these, you know, these tools that, were free you know they were there for us and i was like need to take take advantage of that stuff yeah and and the crazy thing is it's free when you're there and it's hard to get that back when you're not there. oh yeah all the resources yeah. that's provided there at college so oh yeah a, a big thing about yeah. that um is student athletes why they do get stuck because they don't see it as a and thing they see it as an or thing right um, I'm not, I'm going to do football or I'm going to be, uh, take care of these resources or right. right. They, it's just a, or, or, or thing It's not a, I'm going to take care of my football stuff and I'm going to be a great student and I'm going to take care of all these resources, take advantage of all the resources I got to be, a, you know, develop my skills. So it's just getting right. stuck into that and, or thing is get people, keep people in bad positions. And that's and the cool thing now, like you see, you see athletes not only like speaking up, but they're like making schools and like getting involved in in things in their community. They're giving back, but it's it's not just you know going, throwing hoop, playing hoops with with the kids or 
throwing the football around, like, but going in the communities and reading and, and doing these types of things because, you know, guys, I mean, think about it. The guys that come and play Division One athletes, a lot of times are, are poor. Um, kids of color, black, you know, brown kids, and they don't see people doing that in their community. The communities they come from, my community, when you know, I was I was lucky to move out into the suburbs. But you know, when I when I was out in the burbs of Kansas City, you didn't see you know a lot of strong black men in power powerful roles and and powerful positions. Uh, so whenever you, you get to college, you just a lot of guys just think you know I'm here to play ball. I'm here to make the league because money is going to help me change right. my life and change my community's life. And that's true. But another way to do that is become a leader, become become someone that can positively impact and change the people around them. So it's not the cool thing to do whenever you're you're playing ball. It's not, not everybody, you know, you got those extra meetings and the Mizzou made stuff. You know, people are like, ah, that's, that's your lame. Like, I'm not trying to do all that. I, I want to go home, get sleep, you know, get ready. Um, because they don't see that as a way to change their lives because they didn't see that when they were growing up. Right. Um, so it's cool that um, guys like he that are getting into student development and got professional athletes are, are doing these things to where it opens up kids' eyes, or at least I hope it does. You know, I hope a, a new generation of kids come through and, and think, figure out that, you know, they can, they see all this stuff going on in the world and, you know, they can, they see themselves as being a president. You know, they can see themselves as, as growing up and being, being a, a school counselor or being a, a principal at a school or, Something like that to where they can they can influence people and they can change people's minds um, and get people out of the the same same old cycle that that keeps hurting the not only just the black community but but the the brown community and 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 people like that. So. Yes, sir. So now I got I got a, a question for both of you separately, but it's to your respective uh, professions. But what is y'all's what is y'all's secret? What is y'all's secret sauce? Like what gets you out of bed? Like what 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 motivates you to go do your job? Or yeah, to do your job. And then inside of that, what is like the one thing in your job that you really, really like appreciate or look forward to? Whether it's, you know, the opportunity you have, or if it's just like, you know, maybe for Kev, like you might love watching just film. Or you know what I'm saying? Like what's something that you really look forward to out of what you do? Uh, go ahead. Nah, you go this this to me first. All right, all right, I'm good. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, well, first off, you know, to get me motivated is just being grateful where I'm at. You know, God wake me up um, that morning, and I gotta take advantage. Shoot, I, I got another day to breathe. God bless me with another day, so I gotta take advantage. But another Amen. thing For that sure. another thing that um, helps me out is knowing who helped me. Um, I had a mentor back in my JUCO, Dr. Frederick Gaines, and he he was one of those few, well, I ain't going to say few people, but he was one of those people that really, you know, told me to focus, you know, focus on your life. You know, football, football is going to, is going to be here and it's going to go, but your life, you know, as long as you live in your life, you got to have to deal with all of the things that you deal with. So you want to develop yourself, you know, educate yourself. You know, work on your character and work on all of these things that can help you build your brand. And I just want to, you know, he's done so much. I got more mentors in my life, but I just want to pass along the knowledge um, that I have and share it off to these student athletes or 
um, people in my life, right? Um, I just, you know, I can't be selfish because somebody gave their time for me, so I got to give my time for somebody else. So it's crazy because some of the things that um, you would think working with student athletes, you know, we, you know, here here at Clemson, I was blessed to um, uh, witness a national championship. But really, like, that was good, but nothing gets better when you see the student athletes going from, you know, not really being interested in growing outside of their sport to taking full advantage of all these resources, to going out in these people's, um, in the community, and now you got parents of kids, you know, writing, writing a thank you card to these student athletes, right? You got... um you got companies coming in interviewing our people and say, Hey, we want to, we want to have your kids or have your students with us today if we can. And just hearing all of these things and seeing, seeing like some of the student athletes, like some of the student athletes don't really see themselves out outside of their um, athletic status, but seeing them take on that challenge and say, Hey, I'm about to deep, um, deep into more, things or I'm about to go and be the best professional that I can and seeing that become effective is just brings joy to my life because that's what you know the people that preach me about my mentors preach me about and I'm taking advantage of it and now that's what they're taking advantage of right now so it's just you know that's what gets me going every day is just seeing these student athletes you know, take advantage of the opportunity, especially what we're going through now, right? You see a lot of student athletes standing up, um, speaking up, using their platform and trying to make what's right for all that's in this world. So, man, I've just been proud as a late, man. Fantastic. Yeah, man. So basically like, like you, man, you know, I, I wake up with the, with the opportunity to to serve, that's that's my mentality. I'm I'm a servant. Um, I get to change kids' lives um, and their and their their the course of their family history. Hopefully, um, you know, just it's definitely not just the tape watching. That that's something that it was been one of the hardest adjustments is is sitting down and evaluating and not not evaluating but projecting because um, everybody can look out on the tape. If you're a football player, you can look out see, you know, is this a good player or not? Um, but can you see if he has the tools to end up being a good player or, or what are the things he needs to work on and stuff like that? So, but the the thing that drives me every day, like I said, is is I get to get up and and give the opportunity for kids to, to come to a place that I call home. Uh, you know, my, I'm a Missouri boy. I graduated from Missouri. I got to play ball. Um you know, I'm I'm a true son as as we like to joke about. And that's a, that's the thing, but I take it I take it full on. You know, that's I, I'm proud to, I'm proud to be a true son, man. Like it means a lot oh, to me. So I get to bring hopefully bring kids. <laughs> All right, hold on, <laughs> but <laughs> nah, but uh, I get to bring kids to a place that helped change my life to hopefully help change their life. Uh, they you know they get to become a better man, um, and they get to play to play football at the highest level uh, possible in college, you know, shout out to SEC, but yes, uh, sir. Um, it's a blessing, man. You know, it's, it's, it's that serving attitude is how I was raised. Um, it's, it's been instilled in me from a, from a youngin. So 
um, whenever the next level didn't work out, I, I had to figure out, you know, what was my new way to impact um, the world and, and my life. And, you know, being being around the game I love and a place that I love and bringing kids in into it and getting to show it off, it, it's a blessing every day. Um, I wish this whole COVID thing would go around, go away so I, I could watch less tape and do more visits and stuff like that, you know, the fun part of it. But, you know, it's all a blessing, you know, meeting kids all across the country, um, seeing new different cultures and the way people do things and stuff like that. You know, it's a learning experience, but, you know, I get to grow and, and help other people. So it's that, it's that servant mentality. For sure, for sure. So now I got one last thing before I give uh, give you all the floor. And so mm-hmm. so let's say for, for all the – for Kev, for all the high schoolers, you know, trying to make it listening right now, and for you, for all the student mm-hmm. athletes listening right now or that will listen, what's some – what's like what's the most important piece of advice you could give for Kev, like somebody that's – they're trying to make it, maybe they're – you know, they don't go to a school with a lot of hype. They're kind of underground. They're trying to get their name out. What's the biggest advice you can give for them? Um, definitely control what you can control. Um, there's too many times that kids are worried worried about getting recruited. You know, there's, there's too many times where, you know, they're feeling they're slept on, so they try extra hard. They do all these extra things. And really all you got to do, do is go out there and ball. Um, there's a lot of things that kids can't control, like, you know, your size, your, your speed, your, you know, things like where you play, um, you know, the, the competition that you have, those are things that you have no control over, you know, sure. You can get a little faster or stuff like that. You might be able to move, go to a different competition. Um, but what, what you can't control is what you do on in between those white lines every Friday night. Um, you know, the platforms and the resources that especially these big schools have, um, like us, we we have databases where we can see all your film, like your, all your game film. We, we can see all your camp film and all that stuff. So it's not that you're not getting a shot. It's just, you know, you got to put, put something on tape, um, you know. And also to, you know, a caveat to that is be okay with, with, with things like D2 and D3 and any opportunity that you have. Um, you know, you hear a lot of times guys that, you know, oh, I just want to walk on just to just to get a shot. You know, kids will go walk on at Bama or something like that or, you know, these big time schools um, just for that name. You know, it, that name validates them when in actuality, like like he said, you went to a Juco. You know, that, that Juco life is is something I could I, I, I promise you, I don't I don't I don't know if, if I would have made it. Um, just because it's it's not the satisfaction that, that just knowing how, you know, somewhat immature I was coming out of high school, you know, you, you got to be a grown man and that type of stuff to walk on at places and go to JUCO. But if you trust trust in yourself and control what you can control, what, what, what what's sp- supposed to happen will happen. Um, so, yeah, just enjoy, enjoy, enjoy high school and control what you can control um, and everything will work out for us. So. Yeah, that's a word. Control the controllable, man. That's easy to say, Kev, dog, trying to take over the podcast, but we're going to try to ignore. <laughs> we're going to try to ignore. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's a word, Kev. And once again, shout out Juco, Juco Products. Uh, but, yeah, um, yeah, advice I got for student athletes. Um, basically, you know, do your thing on the on the on the field and do your thing in the classroom, but also take advantage of 
all the opportunities and programs you can get while you are a student athlete because that help shapes out your identity, right? If you if you play football, um, you know, if you play football and football this football, football is life, ball is life, and don't really look and when football is gone, shoot, ball ain't life no more. You gotta find something else that's gonna help you out and that's gonna drive your passion to what you want in life. Um, so just take care, of, you know, take advantage of all the opportunities, man. I can't stress it enough. Kev, find as you can attest to this. Like, we've seen so many people come through Mizzou. We've seen um, or any any other schools that you might have been through that all they did was focus on their sport, and now they they trying to figure out life. And, oh, yeah, for sure. And I'd rather you, you know, I'd rather you figure out life while you are at college, you know, it's not going to be easy. It's never going to be easy to figure out life, but at least help yourself out by trying new things. Um, Help yourself out by taking leadership roles, help yourself out by networking. You know, all those, all those students that you in class with, one of them or multiple of them are going to be in good businesses and you might need them one day to help you out with a job or something. So network. Network, nothing wrong with networking. You know, a lot of people want to be about their business, but be about other people's businesses as well. Get to know other people. Just be genuine. People are going to want to help you if you're genuine. So once again, take advantage of those opportunities. And um, even once again, you could be a top tier athlete. I see a lot of top tier athletes that still trying, like they're done with their, they're done with their career now in the NFL. And they're, you know, they still get into that transition like, dang, like, what else is there for me? So right. it don't matter who you are. Not everybody could be a sports broadcaster. They only got three people on TNT that's mm. not, that is an <laughs> athlete. So being a sports commentator, a lot of, bro, I've seen this, I've seen something the other day. It was like, um, for baseball, it's baseball, but still, that's what people want to do. They want to broadcast. Two two dudes for the San Francisco Giants been there for thirty years. Thirty years. So how is that going to open up opportunity for other people when you got people in there for thirty years? Not a knock on them; they doing fantastic. But that's just saying everybody can't be a broadcaster. But right. With that being said, um, man, just take advantage of your opportunities because um, it's it's right under your nose and it, it's free and it's um highly accessible at that moment. Right. People, guys don't realize, you know, what real life is yet. You know, we, you know, the NBA is in their own bubble, WNBA, they got this bubble. But as student athletes, we're kind of in a bubble, man. Like, we're protected. Like, there's people always looking out for us and and making sure that we're where we need to be and, you know, we're doing what we need to do. And if not, there's punishment, there's consequences immediately. Um, And people don't understand, like, the real world, you know, if you if you show up late to work too many times, you're not just gonna keep running. You're just gonna lose your job. Right. You know if you don't if you don't get something done when it's supposed to be done, you know it's not all right. You get ten points taken off. It's you don't have a job. So, you know take like you said, take advantage of that. You know learn from it and you know use those skills. And it's okay to ask for help too. That's it's it's you get, you, you ain't got to do everything by yourself. You can ask for help. There's resources yes. there. Well, it's funny you said that about the bubble, cause anytime I got sick, you already knew you already know who I was hitting up. 
<laughs> Rex, Man, what Rex. do you do? He tell you where to be, who to go Rex. to, what time to be there. You ain't got to worry about nothing. Oh, now when I right. said... You don't have that <laughs> now when I'm sick. It's like, dang, uh, mom, mom. Right. <laughs> my friend, right. my friend said, you know, do this vitamin C, get some tea, uh, get some ginger ale. It's like, dang, what? I need, I need the official things. <laughs> right. Where's the where the medicine? <laughs> yeah, dang. All right. Well, ain't no free medicine. Y'all got the floor, man. If anything else y'all want to bring up. Talk about. I did, I did have a, a question for Kev. Kev, with tutoring and I'm, yeah. uh, with not tutoring. I'm over here thinking academic. <laughs> we're recruiting. <laughs> we're recruiting Kev. Yeah. So you know, just for the young young players out there, the youngins, um, when it mm-hmm. when you are engaged in the recruiting trail, or I don't know the official word, but when you're getting recruited. What, how can a high school or JUCO player, whoever's listening, how can they stand out without you looking at their tape? Uh, definitely. So with, with, with visits, you mean like when we're interacting with them? It, it could like be anything. Like it could be anything. I really didn't have no general. Yeah. So, okay. So, so say we bring, you know, we bring some guys on visit junior days or something like that. Um, definitely just the mannerisms, you know, the being out, you know, not outspoken, you ain't got to be a class clown in there, but you know, if a coach comes up, shakes your hand, you know, you sitting there talking with them, you know, um, know, know your stuff too. You know, coaches, coaches like to ask kids and test them and get them on the spot, especially guys like quarterbacks, middle linebackers, guys that are supposed to know the whole structure of the offense and defense, know your stuff. You know, if a coach asks you, what's your favorite play? Um, and you just be like, ah, man, you know, I, I like to, I like to. Elite eight. <laughs> all right, engage eight. I'm messing all that up. Engage eight. I lost you for a second. Yeah, we here. My bad. So basically know your stuff. If a coach asks you to draw your favorite play up and you're a quarterback and you, you can't try up a play, then that's not a good look. Um, Cover too, right? Like, <laughs> just birds. know the basics. Just know the <laughs> basics. You know, have to be able to talk ball and and stuff like that. And it sucks because you know some kids don't learn that. You know that. So that's that's not a not a knock on you, but you know if you want to stand out, you know, learn more. Don't just don't just take in what you're given from your coaches. You know what I'm saying? There's so many things out there to where you could Google something or you can you can research something and and figure out. Um, more about your craft, you know, that, that'll that take you to the next level. Um, so anytime we see that kind of dedication in a kid and, and something that um, – that see that it really means something to him, that means a lot to me. You know, if I see a kid, especially as an all, offensive lineman, yeah, you know, if I see that, that drive in him to just want to be great, um, and it's not just, you know, I'm a big kid and I'm out here doing the only thing I can do, like I, I just block people. Like, all right, cool. But if if you really want to be great, and you know, I can I can see that in you. That's 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 gonna be mean so much more than than anything else. I hope that answers. That's it, dope. Bro. Oh, it did. It did. I thought fighters was gonna take over, but <laughs> <laughs> look, y'all, look, y'all got the. Just, I mean, it's just so many little things in recruiting. You know, so many, so many little tape thing, and even even on your tape, there's ways to stand out. 
Um, and it's really just yeah. effort. And, you know, coaches, all, kids hate hearing that, you know, the strain, the grind, the effort, you know, always go. Um, but the coolest thing, you know, I ever heard in college was being a six-second competitor, you know, one of our bottom lines with, with Coach Pinkle. Um, that's something that is so real. Because if you're if you're constantly giving effort from whistle to whistle, uh, that's gonna that's gonna stand out. So if you if you have that talent and the ability to be at this level, and then you're giving effort, amazing effort on top of that, your tape will be phenomenal regardless. So uh, that's another one of the things that you that you can control. That's one of the things where if you control the controllable, you know you'll you'll be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Kev. Dropping sound, out gems. Sound like a professional. Yeah, you have to be. <laughs> hey, they made your boy full time. So, you know, I better know my stuff. Yes, sir. It's a blessing. Yes, but sir. With with power comes responsibility. With power becomes responsibility. So I better know my stuff. But Right. With with student development though, you know, at Mizzou, you know how guys you know, their reaction to Mizzou made and stuff like that. You know, like guys, some guys <laughs> took it as a joke. Some guys took it for real. Um, what are ways that you guys try to counteract that at Mizzou? Because I know with us, you know, those, those problems I feel like will always exist and there's always going to be that fight and that pushback because the most precious thing to a student athlete is time, I feel like. Um, so when – Oh, no. <laughs> Keep doing that. I keep cutting out. I think I keep. I, keep, I think I keep calling Siri. But anyway. Oh no. The most precious thing. The most precious thing <laughs> to a student athlete is their time. So if you're taking that to go to an etiquette dinner or a career fair, how do you guys try to get them to buy into that? Is there something different that that you learned at, at Clemson or things that you just feel works better? Yeah. Um. I think just as a student athlete development whole. Um. You know, we don't want to waste time, right? Mm -hmm. We don't want to waste your time, especially um, when we know when we're having our programs is most likely going to be after 630. Right. Um, it could be as late as nine. Right. right. So we we know that, you know, it's going to be a chance that your attention is not there. So we got to get something quick. Right. We got to get something quick early on to get you engaged. Mm -hmm. um, you're already get, you know, lectured at in class in those mornings. So we don't want to be lecturing you when you're even more tired. Right. So, you know, we're, we, with anything that we do, whether it's etiquette dinner, whether it's um, we have fashion show, whether it's, you know, a career or not career, core value workshop, mm -hmm. we wanted to make it a discussion, more of an engagement um, and not just tell you the keys, but have you like practice and apply things and, just have more of a discussion so it's not just us talking 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 not just so, information right not just information but you you really retain the information when you practice it mm -hmm. so we want to get you involved with um practicing the information as much as we're giving it and um exchanging information right that makes sense yeah well i guess we could get kind of out of our career life and yeah. go more <laughs> More to life, life. I, I guess this is for you, finest and Kev. I, I kind of uh -oh. this this came in uh, one of my thoughts. What what's one of your favorite quotes at when you was a student athlete at Mizzou? 
and you know we we joke around all the time of some silly quotes we may have heard or some meetings where it's just like a lot of things going on but what's one of your what's what's a quote that you still take to this day go ahead Kev <laughs> uh so like I you can said, say there's, mine first. There's oh, so, I mean, yeah, so there's there's so many um goofy ones. Like, you know, we joke about the bad apple speech and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, shout out Coach Jones. But <laughs> but no, but that I mean that that was something that it's true, even though as goofy as he made it sound. Um, you know, and I think about uh Coach Hill and his, you know, fake enthusiasm stuff. You know, if you're if you're a guy that's out there, you know, giving off good energy and good vibes and stuff like that, you know, you're you're always in tune with it with, with the play. You know, you're you're keeping the sideline energized. You know, stuff like that, that'll spread. But if you're a guy that's you know in, down in the dumps, you know, thinking the worst of every play and stuff like that, that'll spread too. Um, so, you know, even though it's a goofy speech, a bad apple speech. Um, it it was it's real it's real stuff that you know is your how you how you act and the energy you give off and the vibes you give off and the thoughts you have that you allow to cross through your mind um, will control and influence the people around you and the, the your brothers on the team. So, yeah, that's a that's a the message was there, right? Um, <laughs> oh, our, for sure, for sure, the, the delivery. delivery. <laughs> you got a bad and uh, you got your apple. Uh, one, one, one bad apple, and then uh, spoil the bunch. Coach Jones, what? Uh, Is it my turn? Yeah, go ahead, Randy. Uh, I haven't lost track of. Oh, wait. Okay, so I I got two two of them. Stand with me the most. One is actually the fake enthusiasm mm-hmm. with Coach Hill and also, you know, Coach Ivy. You, you know, in the mornings at like 5 a.m., <laughs> you used to have to be like so energetic when you really weren't. Right. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of like the fake it till you make it. And, and I kind of went deeper into that because, you know, if you fake like you're just enthusiastic all the time, mm-hmm. you eventually are yeah. enthusiastic all the time. Like it, it eventually becomes. You hear me? Yeah. I got a, yeah. I got a phone call. Anyway, uh, you, you literally <laughs> fake it like you're. I literally was just faking being ecstatic and enthusiastic all the time, and it eventually became like I was always enthusiastic, which is it's kind of crazy because you know Coach Ivy right. like played mind games with us our freshman year, and it worked because <laughs> you know like our mental toughness was, was was different. And then the other Stupid. one, yeah, the other one is uh is probably I think my mom was the one that originally told me, but I didn't know what it meant at the time. Well, I knew what it meant, but I didn't know how serious it was, but it's the, uh, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Man. That one runs so deep with me because, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am right now if it wasn't for who I knew. Because, you know, at Mizzou, as y'all know, you know, I was an astrophysicist, and then Mm -hmm. I started work, I did undergrad research with my supervisor. Well, my supervisor is like a renowned scientist in the astronomy field, which at the time I didn't know like how big she was. <laughs> so when she got the chair department at UTSA, she reserved me a spot. So, you know, I'm literally am where I'm at now because of me knowing just that one person. So now I take networking to like a, a totally different level. So. 
oh my god, I'm about to have a stroke. But <laughs> but anytime you know I have a chance to meet somebody and they give off that you know determined like worth ethic driven kind of energy, I'm like, oh yeah, I got to make sure I network with this guy because there's no telling where this person he or her may be in the near future. So I take networking to a whole new level now, just from that. No doubt. Yeah, that's that's two good two good ones. I think um, I just hope with the what you know, who you know, you know, I think it's what you know and who you know. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, yeah, it's a good combination yeah. of both. No doubt, no doubt. Because a lot of people would be like, uh, you know, it's just who I like. They know that people want to hire like student athletes take for, it. but if they don't know their content and people got to babysit them, yeah, it's not about it's not about who you know anymore because right. that person gonna look bad. It's gonna get you in the door, but it's not yeah, gonna keep you. Yeah, you gotta you gotta make the rest of it. And that's not even just what's gonna keep get you in the door. Like like I said earlier, like you still gotta work your ass off. You gotta do the work and know your stuff. But yeah, um, that final little that thing that'll put you over the top is you know you know a world renowned astrophysicist that just got the chair position, and so now you you get to take everything you know and your brilliance and and all the work ethic that you put into. Um, you get to take it out there and 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 show it off and stuff like that. And it, right. It, it applies to almost all fields of of work, um, but it's just magnified really in these in these college settings and stuff like that. Because uh, we talking we talking about jobs that that you end up you can end up making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. So it's not like it's just some um, you know, you know manager at Walmart. Shout out shout out all the managers at Walmart. I ain't I ain't. I ain't <laughs> Hating on your game, you know, get your, get your bread. You know you high B but, game, right? Hey, <laughs> shout gang. out, shout out the fiance, Chelsea. You, you know, high V gang. Shout out Walmart, you I might get in trouble. Right, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> shout so, out to the hut. But, right, shout out Pizza Hut. Yes, shout, shout out Pizza Hut. Bring in the extra hut. cash. Right, shout out DoorDash, part-time DoorDash driver out here in Columbia. Okay. So if you're in Columbia, you know the hustle. Not now, because now, now we back. You know that was back in quarantine when you know we couldn't. Couldn't do nothing, but and I know it was popping during quarantine. Boy, what? With no college students here, you know, everybody didn't. Nobody wanted to go to the store. Nobody wanted to do nothing. So, you know, I masked up, got out there, and made my bread, man. I appreciate y'all in in Missouri, but no, man, like, like if if you if you gonna get to these spots and and get these positions, you know, you gotta you gotta know people that know people. So, yeah, definitely. Hey, though. Those are some great quotes. To go with my quote, it comes from uh, – it, it's going to be funny because of who it came from, right? Sure. Coach Cuts. Uh-oh. And uh, <laughs> Coach Cuts is not the chicken one, one is of it? our <laughs> – No, no, no. no. <laughs> not the road, man. Not the road, man. It's not, it's not the raining one either. No, no, no. Uh, but... That's the next one. <laughs> <laughs> but – um, Coach Kutch was one of our strength and conditioning coaches. And um, if you know anything about strength and conditioning coaches, is they don't care what they say. At all. <laughs> so, so they go say some wild stuff and be serious. Right. Have a message. Dead There'll ass. be a message in there. They'll, they'll have a purpose. <laughs> but they don't care what it may seem to you. So, but... This, the quote that sticks out to me that he said all the time was, we got just enough time, but not any extra time. Oh, yeah. And that all that always stuck out to me because it's like with what you're working with, 
You ain't got no time to bullshit. Right. Like none. When you are when you are trying to progress and be what you want to be, and for us, we was trying to win championships. We wanted to win games. Mm-hmm. But if we was bullshitting during the process, then we were taking steps back. And Absolutely. at that time, it don't matter how much steps forward you took at that point because you already wasted some of your time. Right. So, you know, just taking advantage of all the time and opportunity that you have um, and don't waste it. You could take advantage of any opportunity that you're in right now. It don't matter what point in life you're at. Take advantage of the season that you're in. Because if you waste time um, doing other things, then, hey, you might miss out on another opportunity. Man. So, shout out, Coach Cutch. It was some weird. It was some weird stuff you were saying, but that one, that one, that one stuck out to me. Some stuff you had to go to. You had to sleep yeah, on it man. and think about it the next day. Shout out, Coach, Coach Cush, Coach Ivy, man. You know they they're some funny dudes, but they exactly Bensky Bryce. No doubt, no doubt. Remember when he first came in, man? I'm like, no way this dude talk like this. <laughs> and then Coach Smith talked just like him. So he was, he was like, it might just be a Memphis thing. Like, I don't know. That's how they did it. I don't it. know what it was, but no doubt. Finest, what's, what what's your, what's your goals, man? Like, what's, what's your 10 year and end in goal? Oh, man. My my ultimate end game goal, it's it's astronomical. So I want to be. So for those that don't know, I am I am currently enrolled at the University of Texas at San Antonio, and I am a PhD student pursuing my astrophysics degree. And I am doing research here at the university as well as teaching a physics lab. And my research is pertaining to basically, uh, it's basically. Maser emissions inside AGB stars and the connection between those and planetary nebula. But to keep it simple, it's some it's some complicated <laughs> it's some complicated stuff. But my ten year goal is I want to be a a like a renowned professor at a big time university. I want to teach because teaching is my passion. I want to I, I love to like share my knowledge and pass down knowledge. And so I also want to teach. I want to do research. I want to be like just like this top of the line you know, intellectual individual. And I also want to start charities and give back to the, to the, I want to give back to the minority community. And I also want to be, I was actually talking to my parents this the other, the other week is I want to be the bridge between all minorities. I want to bring the Hispanic community together with the, with the African-American community, with the, the, with all the minorities in America. I want to bring all of them together and start a charity to help, you know, Latino women, Latino men, black women, black men, Puerto Rican, like any any person of color. I want to help in any avenue I can possibly help. And so I want to start a charity that does that. And so that's like my big aspiration right now. Like do all of that. And at the same time, being like the biggest, swollest professor <laughs> in the entire country with my personal training. So <laughs> just a strong professor. Hey, they just now starting to get to know you. Then you aren't we about to be the third look, that, episode? look, but that's the thing, you know. I'm peeling away layer after layer, I don't give it all at once. No, I'm like, no. I'm a teaser, I'm a teaser. Hey, you, sound, some you sound like our, our strategy, man. That's that's what we do with recruits, so hey man. Like you know, I'm, I'm recruiting them, recruit some yeah. listeners. <laughs> first, time, hey. first time, right? First time we get them on, we give them a little bit, and then we, we tell them they got to come back for more, so right? That's real stuff. Hey, 
while we're here, I just want to shout out finest. Y'all don't know how hard it is to be a physics major and to be a student athlete. Boy. I used to look at his work and I thought I thought my life as a student athlete was rough. Man. Looking at this dude work and all the physics work he doing, I'm like, nah, bro, There's you no got way. it. Yeah. <laughs> I did one so math class dude, with finest, bro. One. And I, I withdrew the the day of the right. final. Walked, walked he withdrew the drunk, day bro. of the final. Walked in, and it was like, hey, bro. What class was hey, that? Brother. Was that so, one of the calculus? I think was, it was calc two. It was either two or three, but yeah, that boy. And it was over the summer, boy. So you was getting. Oh, we was, was doing fast two paced. chapters, fast two chapters paced. every day. Five five yeah. days a week. I was like, uh-uh, I can't. No, nah, bro. There was there were some semesters where I did. Me and Ryan King. Shout out Ryan King. He helped me a lot. <laughs> Bro, yeah. I looked at him like, bro, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Because <laughs> there was a semester, I was in seven classes. I was in, I was in, and then out of those seven, four of them were grad level physics classes as an undergrad. Bro. And then I had like, I took like two or three math classes a semester. So your boy was down and out. Did you, did you do a lot of tutoring through Tammy and them? Uh, or did, was it just you? You just took care of business. Well, yourself? I I wasn't. He was smarter than the tutors. Well, that, <laughs> right, yeah, that, right. that's kind of what happened. Is my my freshman sophomore year? Oh, you know, I had tutors, whatever, whatever. But I eventually yeah. got to classes where we couldn't get tutors for because they were too like complex. They were too complex classes. So I ended yeah. up having to just you know just teach myself basically. Mm. No tutors. Yeah, I couldn't get. That's any. something that you know. The, when I said ask for help, that's that's real stuff. Like there's there's a bunch of athletes that will just try to tough it out, myself included. Like, people where they'll, they'll start struggling and, you know, it's not even just school stuff. Like, it's not like, you know, they weren't they weren't smart enough, but they have things going back on at home, you know, things things going on at school and football, stuff like that, where they'll start struggling and they just try to thug it out. You know, tough guy, because that's, that's what we're taught a lot of times, especially yeah. as young, young black men, you know, we got to be we got to be tough. We got to be strong because this world is is unforgiving to us. So if we if we show weakness, it's it's and show that you know we can't do it ourselves. You get left behind, you know. And that's in so many different venues and avenues. That, um, but a lot of times, especially in school too, um, you know, you got to be the guy to do it and knock it out. So um, that's another one of like I said, it it, it just hammers on the point that. You, it's okay to ask for help. Um, it's okay to use those resources that are around you to better yourself and, and get the job done. That's another shout out. Go to go to therapy. Go see a psychiatrist. <laughs> and it, it, it's for real, though. For real. Especially, especially if you're a student athlete, that Man. thing is free. Exactly. Free. You don't have to pay no, no services to right. see a psychiatrist. Shout out. And talk it's to okay. Somebody. Look, shout out Doc Holiday. My man, man retired. He just, he just yeah, retired. Yeah. Shout out, big shout out. No doubt, no doubt about it. So, so all, all the student athletes, hey, if you need that resources, take advantage of it because we don't take advantage of it enough, and yeah. we really need it. Right, and like you don't even don't like even if you don't think you need it, but you're struggling. Like there's things that are on your mind, and you feel like you're just bottling that stuff in. You know, it's. It's not, it's okay, bro. Like go talk about that because it's not gonna help you to just keep it all in and lock it oh, in no. and, and deal it like you know handle it yourself. I I don't even know if y'all know. I I damn near flunked out of Mizzou the spring of of 2016. Oh, I did um, not know that. Like, bruh. So, so February of 16, that's when my mom was diagnosed with with breast cancer. Right. So there was that going on. 
we just we just went through a coaching change too two months ago, and so I'm coming. And granted, we knew Coach Odom and all that stuff, but we had brand new position coaches on the offensive side. So uh, most most people did, you know. So right. we were we were going through that. Um, spring ball was happening and mat drills, all that stuff. I was, it was my first. I was a one, so it was my first year starting. Like the first time I was I was taking one reps. You know, we we had eight offensive linemen. So many different things that you know you they can be used as excuses or whatever. But so many things are going on, and then just not to mention my 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 classwork. Like I had five business classes, and then my sixth class was an elective class. So I'm taking five classes, and I have to get good grades in all these to get into the upper level of business. Like so many things going on, and and I just tried to tough guy it. You know, handle it myself. I was taking I was taking that was the first semester of calc I took. Or that I dropped back down to Calc after I, you know, withdrew with my boy Finest and Calc. Yeah, yeah. I dropped down to a different <laughs> level of class. Calc to, was taking two accounting classes, like real deal stuff. Um, and I let it just just stack up. And then I was like, oh, I'll I'll just change my major. Like I looked I looked at my grades halfway through spring ball. I was like, yeah, I ain't gonna make it to business school. It's it's not gonna happen. So I was like, I'll just change majors. Like I'll be all right. And you know, try to just handle everything even with going home every weekend, all that stuff. And uh, it almost cost me. Like, I, I had to write a letter to get back into Mizzou, basically. Like, well, basically just saying, like, what's going on and stuff like that. But, you know, it's it's stuff that, that almost cost me my career. You know, I would have never started the game in Mizzou if that had happened. Um, so, and it's stuff that, you know, I tried to I tried to be too cool, too tough. I didn't want to go to – I didn't want to spend time going to tutoring when, you know, I could be at home. I could be on the phone, you know, with moms or, you know, doing whatever I need to be doing. Um, but at the, at the end, it almost cost me. So, you know, reach out, use those resources and be okay with that. You know, learn that learn it's okay to ask for help. Shout out moms, man. Shout out mom. Yeah, shout out. No doubt. No doubt, man. She's, she's a, that's, that's mama, man. That's, that's mama bear. So. I got, I got it from her. To, my stubbornness, I got it from her. It's really her fault, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> he didn't nah, mean so. that. He didn't mean that, Mama. We love you. <laughs> nah. Well, is that it? Yeah. You got anything else? Mm-hmm. Last comment. I'm excited. I'm excited about the NBA. That's that's one thing I am excited about. Oh, oh, we can, we can look. We can. I talk. heard you. I heard your podcast with hey, with, with Cal, so. Calvin. Yeah, it's yeah. my boy. Shout out. Guardians in six one five. Y'all talking about NBA? Y'all want fifty more minutes on this call? Or what? No, no, no. We we <laughs> look, on look, 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 we, look. We can do a part two. We can be later in the series. We can bring it back. Probably look, towards. We can. Uh, we can look. I can cut. Play off I can. I can cut. I can cut this right now and just add it <laughs> add, and just keep talking and add that to the. Well, to I kind of want to. I kind of want to see you know with the playoffs and and kind of we should we should probably do one close to playoff time. Should like, we make a prediction start, of? Of the finals now, and then check on it later. I'm cool with it. Yeah, Lakers, Lakers over it. Bucks. Lakers, Lakers. Ah, and six. How many games? Six. Lakers and six. Ah, and six. I don't know, bro. I got a gut feeling Clippers are gonna beat out Lakers, bro. I think so. I got. It's just a gut. Feel. Like I want Lakers. To Paul win. George was playing unbelievable. That's the thing that scared me. Because if he's playing stupid, Montrez Harrell come back. Lou Wilk is back. Right. Like, you know, Kawhi. You know, Kawhi. Kawhi going to be Kawhi. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hey, you know who's balling right now? They team ain't about to go far or anything, but Devin Booker is balling. Stupid. Yeah, I've been watching bad. some games. That man been his game winner the other night. That man been balling. Stupid. But my selection, I really want to see the Celtics in it, but I don't. I don't think that they're gonna beat the Bucks. Nah. Um, yeah. but that that's that's they got some nasty talent. But mm-hmm. I think I think it's gonna be the Clippers uh, and the Bucks with the Clippers winning in. Six. Yeah. Okay. I'll go Lakers. I'll go Lakers in five. Lakers yeah. in five. Yeah. Ooh. But look, you know who I think <laughs> the dark horse team is? Dark horse team. Don't, don't say Philly. Don't say Philly. No, no, no. No, Philly's okay. not a dark horse team. No, dark horse team in the East. Dude, they not even a team anymore. The Boy. East, bro, is the Heat, bro. Oh yeah, the uh, Heat's like that. Dark horse, yeah. dark horse, no, Kev. Like look, dark horse. Look, no, no, I, 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 I look, nobody in the East are going to want to play the Heat or the no. Raptors. Just how hard they play, physical oh, yeah. and defense, just just grinding and it out. The Heat got ten players that could be out there. Ten players yeah. that could start. Yeah, and the Raptors, they just. But like, that's why Raptors, I think they're they not going. Kawhi, but I don't think they're going to make a run. That's why he think the Heat aren't going to make a run. Okay. It slows down. In the playoffs, the game slows down anyway. It becomes a half-court game anyway. And so their defense yeah, is they're, great. They're yes. not a... But they don't have – like, I love Jimmy Butler. Don't get me wrong. But he, he'll need more help. So if a guy like Bam can just become a superstar overnight, then sure. But, hey, Bam's been killing. Hey, but it, it for the Heat, I feel like it depends on the matchup. If they get somebody like the Celtics – I feel like they got a chance. Um, yeah. If they get somebody like the Bucks, mm, maybe Man. not so much. Yeah, but, but the Heat. Go ahead. I was just gonna say the Heat like that. But look, stay with me. Stay with me now. Look, it's gonna sound far fetched. Dark Horse in the West, Portland. <laughs> I should have no, known. Know. We should have known. Wait, think about it. No, but, 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 wait, think about it though. Nurkic is back, mm-hmm. balling. Yeah. We got bro. If you, bro, I'm telling you, their matchup. Can you, can you tell the people who your team is though first before you explain all this? <laughs> well, you know, I'm, okay. First off, I don't have an actual team. Hmm. Kind of. Who your man's is? Who's okay, your man? Look, Who's look, your man's? look, guys. Okay, Carmelo Anthony's my favorite all-time player of all time. Okay. okay now, yes, I might be a little biased, but I'm telling you, look on paper with Nurkic back, and they have a, another dude that was hurt. That's a that's a four. He's like six eleven. I forget his name. I don't. Uh, anyway, oh, Zach Collins. Yeah, 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 yeah. Them two back, tall lineup. You know you you know you got Dame. You know you got CJ. You want to talk about tall lineup? You want to talk about people that's not expected to win in the West? Who Nuggets? I, I knew you were about to say no, no Nuggets is, but they're not a dark horse. They're up there though. Like I could see I mean, them. It's not a dark horse, but ain't nobody pick. I don't think a lot of people. I, I gotta see besides I gotta, Hall. I gotta see another year of playoff experience for the Nuggets. See, that's the thing. That's that the thing. Have a chance. Right. That's the thing. But but I feel like this this bubble is different than like traditional playoffs. Traditional playoffs, you're changing cities, changing locations. You got court you know, advantage, crowd, right? All that stuff. That's the type of stuff that wears on inexperienced teams. When you just young and you just ball, it's it's just like pickup ball. But you with running plays and team players that you've been playing with. If dudes like Bowl Bowl and MPJ, shout out Mizzou for one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two games. <laughs> two, two games. Don't do it yeah, like two that. Two games. Two games. Um, but if you got guys like that, 
dropping 30 and doing dumb stuff. And then you got no, uh, the Joker just playing unbelievable. If Jamal Murray can step up and, and make some baskets and lead the team at the point, like they're scary, bro, especially on defense too. That That's some big, big twos out there that you got to gotta make baskets in. And in the half court, that's tough. Hey, I get that, but if they play in the Rockets, they lose <laughs> Dame I, from the logo? I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah. They play cool. if they play in the Rockets, they lose it. But Dame, you said so you saying if the Blake the Blazers are a dark horse, they have to beat the Lakers in the first round. Yeah. You seeing I, that finding? Yes, yeah, I know. Cause let's be honest. I, I think Memphis is gonna slide at eight and Portland end up being number eight. The Spurs are making a, a push though. They are, but there's Memphis is still ahead of them regardless, I know. and Memphis and Portland. But that's but if you're a dark horse team, I feel it's just, I feel like it'd be a tough matchup for for Lakers. Based on I don't know because because lineup wise, you know Lakers they're known for having just this tall lineup with Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee. You got of course LeBron's running the point, yada yada yada, uh, but. They the the Portland can match their lineup. Who's guarding LeBron? Melo's gonna LeBron. have to guard LeBron. Who's gonna guard AD? Is he? Bro, but no, no, Mel, bro, stop, Mel, Ever since he lost the weight, Skinny Melo, shout out Skinny Melo. He's playing <laughs> impeccable defense now. Who's I kid impeccable? you not, bro. He's guarding AD then. See, uh, it's gonna have to be uh, what's the dude name? Ye, help me out. The guy that can. Zach Collins. Yeah, he's gonna have he to guard him. He. Sorry, they're either so him they or Nurkic. Eat. No, Nurkic is gonna have to guard AD. Nurkic, yeah, no. Nurkic he's gonna have McGee. to. Ah, but but ah, you're right, you're right but, I, Nurkic, but they got Nurkic, the high Nurkic, Nurkic, Nurkic is not gonna guard AD. Or he's gonna have he's gonna have to. I mean, she is. Who's gonna who's gonna guard McGee then? Javale. Man, he Zach. you could put him in the corner. I mean, Javale so, McGee. Uh, He's not going to dribble through the lane and and, and kill us. <laughs> Lay, yeah. he's, he's not going to put up he's three. Good. He's good for three stupid buckets that are just like – The timing of his buckets being impeccable. How, how good are the Thunder right now? Eh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, uh, I know Thunder are that team that you know should lose but win. Exactly. They they should not be as good as they are. Exactly. If you look right. on, if you look at like the trading, they should not be as good as they are, but they are. Right. Right. That that they've been Billy Donovan should get coach of the year. I ain't gonna fake it. Oh coach well, yeah. With what he's with that, what he's done with that team, I yeah. would I'd be okay yes. with it. I wouldn't disagree with it. I mean, you still got CP. Come on, come on, come on, Kev. Come on, Kev. Come on, Kev. In the beginning of the year, they was like, "Oh, this is a down year for the Thunder." CP gonna look like. Everybody thought he trade him. Everybody thought he was washed because of the look, they said, numbers from Houston. And you, and you know that's how true. many picks they got? They was like, "Yeah, they just gonna, you know, they yeah, go tank for whoever." Low key, I feel like it hurt. It, it's gonna hurt them in the long run that they they went on this run for real. But, Why, no, it's not because they got picks from other places. I know, but those places are are good teams. They got the Clippers picks, yeah. and then they got uh, what was the other team that the Clippers already had picks from? The Nets. But I thought like the in the next like. Three years, they got ten first round picks. That's a, that's yeah, a lot of first yeah, round picks. Uh, yeah, but in basketball, after after pick fourteen, like who are, those those guys don't even play sometimes. Like they, those those guys are just backups, backup backups. I get you. So but you never know how the marbles may fall. You yeah, see the Warriors. No, yeah, 
Yeah, the Warriors. That's not our Warriors. Not be fair, bro. Hey, I just need, I just need the Bucks to lose, man. That's all I need. <laughs> I don't care who win. I need the Bucks to lose. Portland. Hey, Portland can win. I don't care. The Brooklyn Nets without KD. No, and no, 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 win. no, 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 no. I'm not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go for that. <laughs> Oh, no, we need to schedule something and talk sports, though. It's, hey, uh, last, last one, last one, last one. I think we've talked about it in the group, but John Morant. <laughs> oh. I th- I... You taking right now for the rest of their career. Wait, what, say that again? John Morant or Zion, you taking for the rest uh, of their career. Who, like, you who I'd rather have on my team? Yeah, you have, you have uh. a draft pick right now. And you can get either him Who or Who else Zion. is seeing this year? Zion or Zion. Huh? After seeing this year? Yeah, don't don't worry about the team, yeah. uh, finance. We know how you be. But after seeing this year, well, I got it. Well, I got right, right. Well, what do you mean? If you know that's how I be, how can you? <laughs> no, 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 no. no just don't worry about just, you get <laughs> Bro, one of the you other. Know yeah, the, you're talking about point guard? No, 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 about a, no. You have nobody on your team right now. You have to build around this. You center. So you're talking about a point guard. He's a four. You have to build around him. Okay, we're talking about a. Okay, you're talking yeah, about a, a guard a and a and a power forward. Like if I had, but yeah. if I'm saying if, if I have like look, if I have finance, solid finance, guards, finance. I'm going with Zion. That's part of the. Finance. That's part of the. Obviously, question. if you have solid guards, you're going to go with Zion. Obviously, if you got right. solid forwards, you're going to go with Don Morant. That's why we say just. Right, yes, that's okay. the part of the question. Okay, who yeah. you who you picking? You? I'm. You know, after seeing lately. What's been going on? I gotta go, Ja. Just because I don't trust the yeah. discipline of this dude staying in shape, <laughs> hitting the weight, hitting hitting his uh numbers, his weight goals are nothing like that. He's a hell of a player, right. but man, he is that man is huge right now. Yeah, I'll go with Ja. Now, now y'all know I fuck with Zion, right? Now y'all know. Y'all know the history. That's that's my dog. But I would definitely oh, just because what? Just Kevin? because he's is this a the point real guard Kevin? And the NBA, the NBA is a point guard league or ball handlers league, right? So if you're able to have the ball in your hands and do something with every play, your team is gonna be fine. Um and because it is it is easier to build around a guy like Ja that can do everything. Um even though I think, I think the best version of Zion will be better than the best version of Ja, um, but I don't think I think he'll Ja will be a better player for because of the, the structure of the league. Zion just his body that and Zion, well Zion it fits this the way this league is going. Well, yeah, Look at the true. They have one player. Their tallest player is six seven in Robert Covey. It's not conventional as a starter. As yeah, a but starter. the Rockets are going to get right. faded. In but I'm saying when they play against a tall matchup. Bro, they've given uh, up like maybe. sixty plus rebounds yeah. every game for like the past. Yeah, and they still win. That's the thing. Okay. They still win. We'll see. Now, but that's we'll that's see. another talk. Zion, Zion, I think will be a a soup like elite, like eventually be top top ten, top five of what type player. Um, but okay, the NBA. But yeah, no, yeah, that's what I thought you meant. Time. That's hold on, like, hold July. up now. Yeah, no, July. take his hand, but. But Ja, Ja will be great for a long time. Just, he can do everything. He can dribble, pass, Poster. shoot, dunk. <laughs> like, he's he's phenomenal. So, and he's a point guard. So. 
But yeah, all right. I was just checking. I was just checking. All right, but for real, we need to schedule sports talk. About it. Get our head. Bro, that's out. what I. That's what I'm trying to do. But you know, Kendall and Paul, them, their schedules are. I'm sure they're rough. Well, I guess we could do like a later afternoon one. Yeah. Yeah, there's the the way that I saw the NFL is staying. I don't think they've released it yet, but their plans later they'll they'll have a little bit of downtime. The way they're gonna space stuff out, and I ain't mean to drop breaking news or anything like that, but no, nah, yeah, I'll see you in a few days, a few weeks maybe. But is that it? Are we good? You you good? Kev, yeah, you good? Man. All right. Well, is he still there? Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we have for this episode. Well, thank you guys for you know hopping on the podcast, <laughs> spending your time with me. Ivy Talks. For sure, for sure. And uh, thanks for listening to Ivy Talks brought to you by Ivy Productions.